This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from the Indian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. With just a week to go now in spring training, the games actually end next Friday night when the Indians will conclude a brief two-game series exhibition series against the Arizona Diamondbacks down at Chase Field in downtown Phoenix. The last Goodyear game will be Wednesday at uh, 3.05, a game you can hear here on the radio network against the Reds. So we're getting down to crunch time. Still many decisions to be made about the Tribe roster, and we hope to get an update from Terry Francona on that, where things stand at the tail end of today's show. As we take you up to Tribe Baseball on the radio, a radio network game today against the Chicago White Sox right here in Goodyear, and we'll get that going with a 4.05 first pitch. Coming up on this week's show, we will visit with Indian starting pitcher Josh Tomlin. A wonderful season a year ago with 13 wins in the regular season. Outstanding work in the postseason. And Josh says even though it's a new season now, he'll always look back fondly on October of 2016. No, yeah, it's something I'll never forget. It's, um, it's probably the, the best moment that somebody can possibly go through. There's there's people that play this game for 15 years and never get a chance to do that. And um, so for us, it was, you know, we were very fortunate and very blessed, and and we didn't take it for granted. And I think that kind of showed once we got out there. It was, um, <clears throat> we felt like we deserved it. We felt we belonged there, and it took a lot of hard work and a lot of years prior to that to get to the point we want to get to. So um, it's something I'll never forget. It's something you never, you probably think, I think about it almost every, um, daily. Um. Also joining the show today, the Indians' top prospect, Bradley Zimmer, the outfielder in his first major league camp, having quite a camp after a season a year ago and also an off season where he made major adjustments to his swing, something that's helped him quite a bit heading into this season. Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, shorter to the ball. Um, you know, my, feel, my swing feels, you know, really quick and, and uh, compact, you know, which is what I'm going for. And, you know, I'm staying up to the middle of the field a lot better and, you know, putting good swings on the ball over just, you know, consistently. Also on the show today, 
Drive manager, Terry Francona, outfielder, Austin Jackson, and reliever, Sean Armstrong. So a busy show to get to. Stay with us when we return. It's Josh Tomlin joining us right here as Tribe Talk gets rolling on the Indians Radio Network. You've waited for this for years. Don't let it slip by without being a part of it. Swing and a high drive. Deep right center. There she goes. A game winner. And a mob scene at home plate. Don't miss any of the Indians' action with 2017 season tickets. Purchase a 20-game plan to get up to 20% off game day prices. Visit Indians.com to get your season tickets today. It should be some kind of summer. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse joining you from the Indian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. As we head into the final week of spring training, we are finally here. Opening day right around the corner in Texas a week from Monday. And then the home opener, of course, on April the 11th when the Indians will take on the White Sox at Progressive Field. Our first guest today is Josh Tomlin, Indian starting pitcher who's coming off an outstanding season, his best in the major leagues and was a major contributor for the Indians in the postseason. During the regular season, Tomlin was 13-9, and the most wins he's had in his major league career in one season. His ERA, 4.40, had a tremendous first half a year ago. In fact, was under consideration for the American League All-Star team and then pitched very well in the postseason for the Tribe. Because of all the innings that he threw a career high, both in the regular season and then additional innings in the postseason, Tomlin, along with Corey Kluber, Brian Shaw, Cody Allen, and some others who logged heavy innings in the postseason, they've had a different routine this spring. And when we caught up with Josh earlier in the spring, he talked about what he was trying to do in his first couple of appearances and then how that works its way through the spring as he prepares for a new season. I think for for me, a command guy, the guy that you know has to you know command the strike zone as much as I have to, um, without overpowering stuff. For me, to try to go out there and you try to establish four pitches over the plate. That way, whenever it gets later in spring, you kind of you know hone it in and you know fine tune the things to try to get you to keep the ball on one side of the plate or the other. Um, it just makes it a little bit easier for me to get that feel for all my pitches right now. That way, whenever you get into a game and you're trying to fine-tune things, it makes it that much easier. Maybe it goes a bit quicker for the start of the season. And, and health and strength-wise, all that kind of stuff, I know there were some concerns coming out of last year with the increased workload due to the postseason. When did you feel like you had finally recovered, and how have things gone this spring along those lines? I felt good um, all the way up until the last game last year. And it just kind of carried over. It was a shorter off season, so I don't know if your body really had time to. I think it's more of a mental break than anything else. Um, that month that you have off before you get back to training and all that. But um, I feel like I didn't really miss any strides there. Um, got back to working out back home at APEC and Tyler, and um, everything felt great. And um, you know, when I started playing catch in January, it, I mean, it still felt the same way as it did in, in October. Um, arm was feeling good and. Um, just try to, you know, bounce back and try to re- redevelop that. It's a little bit later in the off season that you kind of start doing things, so you, you try to take your time and build up whatever you need to. And we were fortunate enough to get here in, in, um, early in February and, and have that time to kind of get off the mound as many times as you needed to before the spring started. So um, the progression has been great. Um, body's feeling good. Arms feeling great. So um, now it's just time to, to, to keep building off that and keep the progression going and, and be ready for April. 
And you're in that group with Corey Kluber and, and I think Cody Allen and Brian Shaw, among others who, who they've kind of uh, slow-paced them here early in the spring. Have you enjoyed that, though? And, and is it really that much different from a normal spring? It, it felt a little different early on whenever the game started, but the game started a little bit earlier this year also because of a baseball classic. So, um, you know, you're always itching to get out there and, and compete a little bit, but um, it's about competing in April, not competing right now. But, um, no, it felt, I mean, it's, it's good to kind of take that slow slow play approach and that way you know when you're ready um, for the season. You'll be 100% ready and everything. You're not really, you know, focused on, the end of February, early March, right now, which is kind of kind of nice to kind of slow play in that that aspect. But um, our main goal is to be ready in April, so we have enough time in spring training right now, especially all these games, to get built up to the six innings, the amount of pitches we need to get built up to. So um, in that regard, it's really not anything different than than the years past. Now, part of that plan has been to throw some simulated games and you had one the other day where you faced Michael Brantley, Jason Kipnis among others. A little smack talk going back and forth uh, between you guys as as they're trying to get their games together? Yeah, I can hear Brantley over there saying throw that one, throw that one. Um, That's a lot of fun. Um, Close friends of mine and you know Michael's always uh, saying that if he he hits on field three he's going to hurt somebody on the Jody field hitting a home run so to be able to not let him do that was kind of rewarding for me but um, it's good to face those kind of caliber guys. They're 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 unbelievable hitters, and it kind of makes you kind of understand where your stuff's playing at that that moment in time. And I understand both of them are kind of coming back from little nagging things. Um, so it was good to get out there, let them see some live hitting, um, try to get them better, and, and it helps me get better along the way as well. And you lock her right next to Michael Brantley. Very unscientific, non-medical opinion. How's he doing? He's doing great. He's doing great. He's, I don't know if I, there's a better professional in the game than that man. Um, he knows his body better than anybody in here, and, and um, he'll be ready when it's time. He, he'll know when it's time. But, you know, it's not going to be from lack of effort, that's for sure. Josh Tomlin joining us. Uh, just a quick look back at, at last year postseason. Uh, is it something you still think about and, and always will just because of, of some of the great things that happened for you? No, oh, yeah, it was something I'll never forget. It's um, it's probably the, the best moment that somebody can possibly go through. There's there's people that play this game for 15 years and never get a chance to do that. And um, so for us, it was, you know, we were very fortunate and very blessed, and, and we didn't take it for granted. And I think that kind of showed once we got out there, it was um, <clears throat> we felt like we deserved it. We felt we belonged there. And it took a lot of hard work and a lot of years prior to that to get to the point we want to get to. So um, it's something I'll never forget. It's something you never, you probably think, I think about it almost every, on daily. Um, but it's it's something that you want to get back to, to and something we want to try to accomplish this year and, and hopefully be on the, the winning end of it this year as opposed to losing the end of it. And you look at that, and it uh, doesn't seem like that much time has gone by. You're back at it again. Uh, what's the feeling in the clubhouse here from what you've seen so far? It's everybody ready to go. Um, you know, there was no lagging effect from from losing in Game Seven. Everybody's here, and, and everybody has the same goal in mind: that's to get back to where we were and hopefully be on the winning end of it. And um, you know, nobody feels like we're entitled to an American League Championship again just because we did it last year. It's um, when spring starts; everybody's nose to the grind and um, you know, foots on the pedal and ready to get ready to get better every single day. And, I think that's the mindset we've we've taken all last year, and I think that mindset carried over into this year. All right, Josh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it, Roger. That's Josh Tomlin, a 13-game winner a season ago and figures to be a big key for the Tribe 
in their starting rotation in 2017. And again, that is right around the corner. Now, the rest of our show will be dedicated to players trying to make an impression, trying to make the ball club and be a part of it coming out of camp. We'll visit with Bradley Zimmer, the Indians' top prospect, having an outstanding spring when we return after this on the Indians Radio Network. Here comes the 3-2 to Bradley Zimmer. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. This one's hit to deep right center. That ball is way back there, and that ball is gone. Home run, Zimmer. Second home run of the spring for Bradley Zimmer. Another towering blast, and that got up in that wind tunnel going out to straightaway center, and it just made it onto the berm in deep right center. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. We join you from the Indians' spring training complex in Goodyear, Arizona. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Great to have you tuned in for baseball talk on the radio as we take you up until first pitch time when the Indians will play the White Sox this afternoon here in Goodyear, a 4.05 first pitch here on the Indians' radio network. Well, one of the young players who's having an outstanding camp in his first major league camp is outfielder Bradley Zimmer. The 24-year-old is entering his fourth pro season after being the Indians' first-round draft pick, 21st overall back in 2014. He's made a steady climb through the Indians' farm system, finishing last season at AAA Columbus, and then an impressive stint in the Arizona Fall League, and that prepped him for what has turned out to be an outstanding spring, his first in Major League camp. Zimmer has played just about every game here this spring with some injuries and also the World Baseball Classic taking some players away. So he's had a, a real nice opportunity to show what he can do to the Major League coaching staff and manager Terry Francona. And he says it, it's gone about as well as he could have expected. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so far, you know, I've, I've been... You know, doing, you know, results aside, you know, I'm just really happy with the way I've been, you know, competing and putting good swings on the ball and, and uh, you know, being in the right position on defense. So, um, you know, my goal is to, um, I didn't really set any, you know, statistic goals, um, but more of just, you know, personal goals as far as, you know, physical things that I'm working on. And when we, we caught up with you last fall at, I think, the tail end of the Arizona Fall League season, you talked about adjustments that you'd made to your swing, and, and it might not have been reflected in the stats during a regular season last year, but what have you noticed here this spring that's really helped you? Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, shorter to the ball. Um, you know, my, feel, my swing feels, you know, really quick and, and uh, compact, you know, which is what I'm going for. And, you know, I'm staying up to the middle of the field a lot better and, you know, putting good swings on the ball over just, you know, consistently. And you have a certain way of hitting, I'm sure, as you come up through high school and college and, and even early in pro ball. When you're asked to make some adjustments that, that may be significant, maybe just be small, is it tough to do when, when it's initially brought to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that, um, you know, you have your swing your, um, that you've been, you know, using for the last however many years, and then, um, you know, suddenly you got to make a, almost a full, you know, uh, remodel of your, your, you know, your swing, and it's tough at times. Um, but once you get through it, I mean, it, I think it really, I really benefited from it, and um, going to continue to, um, you know, build off that. 
you had some at-bats over here last spring, but, but this is your first full major league camp. And, and what's been the biggest benefit for you being around this every day? I think just, uh, you know, getting to know what it feels like, you know, being on this side for real and, um, you know, being around the veteran guys and, and uh, you know, just having that kind of major league atmosphere and, and feel. Um, and, you know, getting to play in front of Tito and play for him, I mean, it's, it's been great so far. I'm really enjoying it. Anyone in particular, player-wise or coach-wise, that's been especially helpful for you that maybe you weren't weren't planning on when you came over here? Um, I mean, everyone's been been really helpful. I'm, you know, I've been working with Van um, in the cage and Millsy on defense. So um, it's everyone's been really helpful, and, and um, you know, haven't been hesitant to reach out. So I'm looking forward to working with those guys more, you know, in the future. Obviously, we talk a lot about what you do at the plate, but in the outfield, it seems like they're moving you around a lot, and, and maybe that's just spring training, maybe not. But uh, comfort-wise, does it matter to you where, where you're playing out there? No, I mean, um, obviously, I've played center field, you know, pretty much my whole career. But, uh, you know, when spots open up, you know, maybe it's not the position that you're used to, and, and i got to adapt to that. So, you know, when my time comes, if it's... You know, right field, left field, center field, uh, I'll be ready to, ready to play any position. And when you look at, at being here in Major League Spring Training, and I remember talking to you after the, the season last year, uh, you want to come in here and try and win a job, and, and whether that happens or not, who knows. But uh, is that still the, the mindset that you take with you every day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> and uh, it's always nice to have family around, and, and you had a nice moment in the opener of the exhibition season your grandmother was here what is what has she meant to you over the course of your career um she's like i said you know she's been awesome she's been one of my biggest supporters um you know since i've played in little league so um you know she's followed me the whole way and i can't say enough about how you know how special she's been um for me and you have a brother just up the road playing for the royals in their camp and surprise uh, has it been kind of fun being being able to be around him at all? And did you see each other much at, over the course of the spring? Yeah, yeah, we see each other. I went out to dinner with him last night and my family, and we, we I mean, we try and go out to dinner at least, you know, two, three times a week. So I see him quite a bit. Um, and, you know, we're really close, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, him having some success this, this year as well. That's Bradley Zimmer who is still holding out hope that he could be a part of this thing to start the season. You would think that would be unlikely, and the Indians certainly want to finish off his development. And even by the time you hear this show, there could be an announcement on some of the moves that the Indians will make to clean up the roster prior to opening day. But at the very least, Bradley Zimmer has certainly made an outstanding impression this spring. Another player who's trying to be a part of that outfield situation Come opening day, veteran Austin Jackson will visit with him next on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from the Indian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. Great to have you along this weekend as we talk baseball on the radio. And we're visiting with some of the players who are on the club. Josh Tomlin in particular, and others trying to make the ball club. And in that category is outfielder Austin Jackson. The veteran outfielder is in camp on a minor league contract with that invite to Major League Spring Training. So he's trying to make this team as a non-roster invite. Certainly some great experience there for Austin Jackson 
playing Major League Baseball since 2010 when he broke in with the Detroit Tigers and had some very good seasons with Detroit. Last year, though, limited to 54 games with the White Sox due to a knee injury that ended his season in June, and that knee injury was slow to recover. After he had surgery, he's had a a tough time getting it back to where he'd like it to be, but this spring, things are starting to come into shape for Austin Jackson, the knee holding up very well, and he has strengthened it considerably, did some great work with the Indians training staff, and then two weeks ago got back on the field to show what he can do in limited time to make an impression on the coaching staff. Certainly patience was something that was very important for Austin Jackson to make sure he went through the rehab process properly, and he says that can be a challenge sometimes, but really when you think about it, it shouldn't be that much of a challenge if you want to get in a good spot health-wise. Um, well, you you know you uh, you move as um, as quick or um, as as slow as I guess that the the knee progress and um, you know right now everything is um, you know everything is is um, where it needs to be at as far as um, you know from a health standpoint and uh, you know I'm just doing everything each and every day to make sure I'm I'm staying on top of that. Were there some times in the off season where maybe it wasn't going as quickly as you would have liked, and, and you had to really battle through? No, I think um, you know I had the mindset of uh, you know doing whatever it, it took to, to get it back. Uh, you know, I never did get impatient with anything. I understood that you know it's a process, and um, it's just something you have to go through, and, and just really thinking more about um, uh, you know. The you know the light at at the end of the tunnel you know you you know when you you have so much time to prepare yourself and um, you know get get the knee back to where it needs to be you know you don't really think about um, you know how long it's really taking you just kind of you, you look forward to uh, you know when, when it's going to get better. So. Once you've been able to get back out there, most important thing to you in a situation where you have limited time to to show the Indians what you can do. Yeah, um, I, really, like, it's, like I've been saying, you know, the focus was just to, to make sure that I could get out there and, and just play freely and, uh, you know, not think about it, and I've been able to do that this far. Austin Jackson joining us. You signed with the Indians, and I know talking to you earlier in the spring, you've liked this team for a while, and what is it about this ball club that, that you've enjoyed watching from the other side and now are a part of? Um, just being able to see um, the, the maturity of of, uh, of the, the the core group um, that I was playing against for for so many years, um, seeing uh, you know what the what the front office did uh, by adding pieces around um, some of the core guys that that, that were here, um, you know, and it, you you can see obviously the the results um, with them doing that, um, you know, each and every year just seemed like. Uh, you know they're getting better and better, and um, you know once um, you start to believe that, you know you can you can see how far that can that takes you in the seasons. And you always look for for fits. What is it about your game that you think fits real well with with what the Indians are trying to do here offensively and defensively too? Um, well, honestly, um, you know you, you're looking at a team that uh, you know already had um, a group that that. Is capable of getting back there. Like I said, I, I uh, playing against the team and seeing the the winning atmosphere. Um, I think anybody would want to be a part of that, and uh, you know, I'm just uh, looking forward to hopefully joining that. And it seems like for for the amount of time you missed, that, that you've kind of gotten right back into it and performed well. And surprised at all that 
uh, people talk about rust and, and needing some time to get rolling. Are you surprised how well you've been able to, to get going here quickly? Um, I'm, I'm surprised that, honestly, that the, the knee feels as good as it does. And, um, you know, everything else, you know, um, outside of that really depending on, uh, on how the knee was going to react. So, um, you know, everything else is just really kind of getting reps and, and uh, you know, making sure the timing is down and just getting back into the, the baseball flow. Austin Jackson joining us. Uh, we're recording this. The NCAA tournament's going on in the background, and, and your background uh, coming out of high school was potentially being on, on a team that, that might have gone there in Georgia Tech. Uh, this time of year, do you, do you think back to that time in, in your athletic career when, when you were very much a two-sport star? I think about it sometimes. Uh, it's been so long that, um, you know, those memories kind of kind of faded away now, um, you know, but it's always a it's always a fun time and uh, interesting time to see everybody's picks and and uh, you know sometime relive those those memories that uh, you know those basketball memories that I used to have. So. You look back on it, how hard a choice was it to, to choose professional baseball and, and not go to college and, and play basketball there? Well, when I look back on it now. Um, I don't think it was that hard of a decision. Uh, I think it was the, probably the best decision, especially when you uh, when you look at some of those guys out there on the, on the court these days. So. All right, Austin, thanks so much for the time. All right, appreciate it. That's Austin Jackson, who's had a very good spring once he was able to start playing and is giving the Indians something to think about in terms of their outfield situation heading into opening day. Stay tuned. When we come back, we will hear from Sean Armstrong with... Only one available spot in that bullpen, we think. Armstrong has been one of the leading contenders to nail that down for an opening day spot. We'll talk to him about it when we return after this on the Indians Radio Network. The next pitch, Gomes hammers one deep to left. Down the line it goes. It is a fair ball home run. Now did Gomes tee off his third hit of the day. And Jan Gomes, with his best day of the spring, oh, did he pummel that baseball deep down the left field line? The only question was, would it stay fair? And it did. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment as we join you from the Indians Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. And we are joined now by Sean Armstrong, Indians relief pitcher who has had a tremendous spring through yesterday's action against the Chicago Cubs over in Mesa when he threw two more scoreless innings. He has not allowed a run this spring and uh, certainly has thrown the ball extremely well. Maybe one spot open in that Indians bullpen, perhaps another, but uh, certainly it appears to be just one to start the season, depending on some of the roster moves that the team makes this last week of the spring. But Armstrong's trying to be that reliever of a candidate or, or a slew of candidates who are going after that one spot, and he certainly has taken a big step forward. Health has been the big key last two springs. He hasn't been able to stay healthy and show what he can do in the spring. He says he focused this winter on changing that. You know, we just started. I started throwing early. I started throwing about three weeks early this year. And then me, Mickey, Carson, Ruben, we got together and we really worked on the mechanical breakdown and kind of all that stuff for the whole entire offseason just to kind of see what we could do to help me be more consistent in the strike zone. And 
you know, it really wasn't so much as a health thing because I haven't ever really had an issue since surgery besides the two little flares the past two springs. But um, I think that, you know, just the little mechanical change that we made has really freed up my arm and just made it kind of free and easy out, to, out in front. And the timing has just been there. And that one little change has also helped me kind of, you know, make changes from pitch to pitch whenever things aren't, you know, going right there. And I think that's been the most helpful thing is being able to make that change, like I said, pitch to pitch, not batter to batter. And when you mention that, a lot of times people think season ends and spring training in between there's no interaction with coaches but uh, not only Mickey Calloway but Ruben Niebla and uh, Steve Carse very close to you uh, how do you go about that in the winter time to, to get that advice and, and be able to make some changes you know those guys make it so easy you know I mean they're they're there for you from the day the season ends to the day that we start up again and then all throughout the season so I mean honestly it was you know FaceTime video feeds you know me sending it to them then breaking it down in slow motion sending it back showing me the different angles and stuff that I should be focusing on and like I said I mean they were outstanding with helping me and they made it just so easy and so easy to understand so I mean it was truly a blessing to be able to work with them this offseason and continue to work with them you know for the rest of my career hopefully so that's that's the physical side of it uh, the mental side you come in and uh, there's a lot of competition going on how do you handle that from uh, the mental side of things you know it's like I tell everybody else you know the competition stuff if it was if it wasn't for the competition what's the point in playing you know like so it makes it fun we have a lot of outstanding pitchers in camp right now and like you said the competition is heavy for those last couple spots in the bullpen but, I mean, if that's not what you want, then you're in the wrong game. So, I mean, I, I just take it for, as that, you know, and there's no, you know, bad vibes or anything going on between anybody. You know, we're all helping each other out. We're all having fun with it, and we understand the process. And I guess I think that's what it takes, and that's what it takes to be successful as a team as well. Having been up here a little bit the last two seasons during the regular season, has that made a difference? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at the bullpen, you know, look at their numbers over the past however many years, they're outstanding. I mean, if anytime you have a chance to learn from those guys and have an opportunity to just, you know, be with them and compete with them, it's always a learning experience, humbling experience as well. But, that, I mean, they're there for you every single day. So any questions you have, they have an answer for you. If they don't have an answer, they ask another guy. So, I mean, just being able to learn and see how they go about their business and their everyday routines has helped me tremendously. I know Terry Francona talks a lot about balancing a pitcher getting ready for a season but also trying to compete for a spot and and how have you balanced that probably not nearly to where you're, you're going to be your best in a, in a couple of months you know i mean i don't really think it goes with me balancing it. i think they like you go up there and you look at the schedule i mean they have you up there they let you know the days you're going to throw it's not like season where you're sitting in the bullpen waiting for your name to be called I mean, they let you know in advance the days you're throwing, and then they check with you in between outings, see how your arm's feeling. I mean, the training room, they're outstanding, so, I mean, they keep us on the field. So, I mean, it's, and then it's all about, you know, sticking, like I said, to your routines, doing what makes you successful, and then just, you know, the communication process between yourself and the coaches. So, I mean, that's what keeps you healthy and keeps you on the field. All right, Sean, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's Indians relief pitcher Sean Armstrong going after his spot in the Indians' bullpen on the opening day roster. Now, before we conclude with this week's edition of Tribe Talk, let's check in and get Tito Francona's thoughts from earlier today, the Tribe manager visiting with the Cleveland media. Tito said he started some baseball stuff yesterday. Yeah. What can you tell some, some, you know, swings in the cage, um, even some, some, I want to say throwing, mild, mild throwing, you know, just trying to work back into it. But that's good. I mean, he's now starting a, a progression 
that you know the quickness of it will be determined by certainly how he's feeling and you can't really skip steps so but it's nice to see that he's starting that and he's feeling good he's I would say you know like last night when I was talking to the guys after the game we said possibly mild to moderate or medium AC sprain you know they termed it mild this morning which is good so he'll be down three days from no activity just getting treatment and then he'll be reevaluated and I'm guessing after that third day, we'll have a much better idea, you know, which direction that thing goes or how quickly, things like that. Gonzalez is fine. I saw his hand was taped. Yeah, he's actually, he, he, he wanted to hit today, so he's feeling pretty good. Yeah, we had good meetings. We had, uh, you know, went over the pitching first, so the hitting guys could go out to the cage and do their stuff. Then the hitting guys came up, and we went over to some players. And then we're going to meet again after the game, just because we were really having some good discussions, and we we didn't want to run into the the speakers this morning. So we'll come back after the game and meet again a little bit. Not a never been a real big fan of having late night meetings. I don't think we have to because our communication is so good and so consistent. But we were there was a lot of good conversation going back and forth, and I'd like to finish that today, just so you know there are some players that need to be talked to, and you know you're getting to that part in spring training where you know there's a week before we break, and we just need to be cognizant of that and be respectful of that. I think Austin Jackson has an out. Tomorrow, what have you thought of what you've been able to see from him in games? I think he's been fine. Now, saying that, you know, we probably haven't seen every, certainly every instance that can happen or can arise or, or how you get tested. You know, spring training is just not going to do that. You know, guys are playing, you know, I mean, they're, it's pretty much every other day for the most part. Um, you know, you know when you're playing. Uh, even the guys that are coming in, you know, they have a pretty good idea. Um, it's just not—it's not completely realistic as the season is. So you do the best you can. It's not not, not his fault. I mean, he's done everything really well. And when he's got gotten a pitch out over the plate, he's hit it and he's hit it with authority. He hasn't not made a play anywhere. Just you know. Haven't really had to see him throw some, you know. Just that's just or just the way spring training can be. With Carrasco's situation needing to continue to get built up, is it a possibility, uh, you know, that with the DL now just being ten days, or you could maybe do that, carry eight relievers in the interim? And there's there's a few possibilities, and that was probably one of the reasons our meeting went long or we had to cut it short because. We got to talking about his probably three scenarios, and you know, then that affects somebody else too. So that's why I thought we should probably continue to meet today because we were on a pretty good roll, 
and but we just think I just want to make sure we continue it. Plus, it'll give Chris and Cherney and his guys the whole afternoon to kind of you know more often than not when when there's some ideas and they have time to think about it, they'll they'll come up with some good stuff too that we can throw around. First inning was like really good, real, and then second inning, somehow I don't know if a guy got on with a hit or a walk or an air, but and then he pitched through it. He pitched, he pitched well. He's had a very good spring. Well, and he and he's it's sometimes stats don't always indicate, but he has had a very good spring. It's regardless of how this goes on opening day, we were very pleased with how he's gone about it, how he's pitched, everything see him maturing right in front of our eyes and we're very excited about that. He's not a Crockett spring to him. He's got a dozen strikeouts, no walks. You know, it's been interesting. Um, when he when he has rest, when he has two days rest, he is just lights out. When it's less, those have been when he's not had quite as clean innings. So we're trying. Mickey's been kind of going back and forth with JB and the guy, just because you can't ensure that during the year. But we're trying to figure out, okay, what's the meaning behind it? What can we do differently? Because, like you said, there's been some outings where it's like, bam, 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 and you know, it's been pretty good. A couple of years ago, he came up when he was good. Was that a pattern at all? Anybody look at was it what? When he came up, was it two years ago? Yeah. Well, we. We used him so. I mean, we were very protective of him. Okay. I mean, we'd get him in and out. He and he, he was right out of college. Yeah. So we barely pitched him in back-to-back games. I think till maybe the last week of the season, okay. just so he had, he had a lot of rest. So you might have just been doing that. Just happened naturally then for him, where he wasn't getting. Uh, I know it's where he was getting the rest just because of the way you were handling him. Well, I mean, reliever. Well, I'm just I'm talking yeah. about this spring. I don't think we've ever gone back and looked at it yeah, in the past. I mentioned the other day, Frias has been playing pretty well. Uh, not a whole lot of time here, but what is Asia? That's another. He's really intriguing because in the when he's fully back, and I mean he's healthy now, but he just missed some time. He can be stretched out, and he can be dominating versus right-handers at times. So there's so much to like. It's just another guy that we have to try to determine: is he ready enough? Are you are you doing him a, a disservice by taking him on opening day? Those are things that we're trying to work through. That's Tribe Manager Terry Francona, and that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will join you next week from Arlington, Texas. The Indians will be in Texas preparing for the opener the following Monday night. So uh, we are just about there, folks, almost ready for the start of a brand-new baseball season. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Brian Matze back at our network studios for helping to put this show together. Until next week, when we join you from Texas, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network.
been listening to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. 